Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today we're back down at the Motor Point Arena. And today we're going to check out the Manic Street Preachers. Now, a little bit of background on them. The Manic Street Preachers are a Welsh rock band formed in Blackwood in 1986. The band consists of cousins James Dean Bradfield, who's on the lead vocals and lead guitar. Sean Moore on drums, percussion and soundscapes, plus Nicky Wire on bass, guitar and lyrics. They are often colloquially known as the Manics. They form part of the key 1990s Welsh Cool Comrie cultural movement. Sorry if I butchered it, I'm English and I live in Wales, so I try my best. <laughs> Anyways, following the release of their debut single, Suicide Alley, Manic Street Preachers were joined by Richie Edwards and co-lyricist and rhythm guitarist. The band's early albums were in a punk vein, eventually broadening to a greater alternative rock sound, whilst retaining a leftist political outlook. Their early combination of androgynous glam, imagery and lyrics about culture, alienation, boredom and despair gained them a loyal following. Manic Street Preachers released their debut album Generation Terrorist in February 1992, followed by Gold Against the Soul in 1993 and The Holy Bible in 1994. Edwards disappeared in February 1995 and was legally presumed dead in 2008. The band achieved commercial success within the albums Everything Must Go in 1996 and This Is My Truth, Tell Me Yours in 1998. The Manics have headlined festivals including Glastonbury, Tea in the Park, V Festival and Reading. They have won 11 NME Awards, 8 Cure Awards and 4 Brit Awards. They were nominated for the Mercury Prize in 1996 and 1999 and have had one nomination for the MTV Europe Music Awards. They have reached number one in the UK charts three times in 1998 with This Is My Truth, Tell Me Yours and a single If You Tolerate This, Your Children Will Be Next and again in 2000 with the single The Matters Against the Classes. They have sold more than 10 million albums worldwide. The current members are James Dean Bradfield, Nicky Wire and Sean Moore and the current touring musicians are Wayne Murray who does rhythm guitar and backing vocals, Nick Nasmith on keyboards and Gavin Fitzjohn on guitar. Now the former members Miles Flicker Woodward on bass guitar and Richie Edwards rhythm guitar who yet yeah, who as I mentioned earlier on disappeared and um, there's a big thing about his disappearance. He was never found and they only declared him dead in 2008 because they wanted to um, try and find him but he was never found and apparently this is actually true i say apparently no this is actually true there's still a bank account with his share of uh, his royalties getting funneled in it so it's there for when if and when he ever shows up again apparently he's been cited in places like greece and even as far field as goa in india this is a story that we'll probably never know the end to. We'll never know. But anyways, we've got a list of uh, former uh, touring musicians. So um, you had Dave Arigna on keyboard, Greg Harver on rhythm guitar, Anna Chalmer on piano, Guy Maisie on rhythm guitar, Sean Reed on piano, and Richard Beck on bass guitar. Now, 
today and the following day the Manic Street Preachers are in Cardiff's Motorpoint Arena and, it, and these shows are specifically for the NHS because of the coronavirus pandemic and they wanted to thank them. In their home city, well their hometown's Blackwood but their home city where they've got a massive following in Cardiff, they felt the need to uh, honour all the NHS staff with the first night being a free gig for NHS staff and then the second gig the day after was sold out instantly and that's fundraising for NHS charities. Their tour continues, there's a few shows before this one but because they're now past I'm not going to go into it. So the next uh, dates on their calendar for this year because they do continue into next year as well. So you've got Sunday the 26th of September in Newcastle City Hall. Then on Tuesday the 28th they're at Arsha Hall in Edinburgh. Then um, on uh, Wednesday the 29th they're at Fat Sam's Live in Dundee. Then on Friday the 1st of October they're at Victoria Hall in Stoke-on-Trent. On Saturday the 2nd of October they're at the O2 Apollo in Manchester. Monday the 4th they're at York Barbican Centre Tuesday the 5th they're at Borland Glasgow Thursday the 7th they're at the O2 Academy in Leeds and Friday the 8th they're at Portsmouth Guildhall then on Sunday the 10th they're at the O2 Academy in Bournemouth Monday the 11th they're at the Corn Exchange in Cambridge and Wednesday the 13th they're at the Forum in Bath Thursday the 14th they're at Brighton Dome and Friday the 3rd of December, they are at the SSE Arena in Wembley. So that'd be a nice biggie, that one. This podcast contains themes that are unsuitable for younger listeners and parental guidance is advised. It's been 30, 30 years, years since they came. 30, 30 years. years? No! no. They took my child! I'm gonna kill you. No! It's been 30 years since they came. New episodes every Friday. The links are in the description. I'm back at the Motorpoint Arena today with day one of two from the Manic Street Preachers. Today's gig is the thank you to the NHS workers for the pandemic that the Manic Street Preachers are doing for absolutely free. And tomorrow's gig is all the proceeds getting donated to charity on behalf of the NHS. So there is no money in this gig whatsoever. And not that not that they need the money, yeah? The bottom line is uh, this is a band, a very well-known local band, a world-renowned band that is local to Cardiff. And they wanted to give something back. It's such an admirable thing to do. The equipment for this uh, gig is all old equipment because there's obviously no money in in this. They can't pay for something if if they're not making any money from it. So, so the Manic Street Preachers have kept everything completely local. Local crew, so not their normal touring crew. The wages for the crew is coming out of the pockets of the Manic Street Preachers themselves. They're paying local crew and the local lighting and sound hire companies. They've all donated whatever kit that they can spare, which is all older kit that no one really wants to hire out no more. But it has their purpose. 
all these lights when they were brand new they were amazing they still work all these lights still work some of the lights are over 20 years old and i'm talking about the moving lights the mac 2000 washers for example are 20 years old and they still work which is actually a marvel when you when you when you think that 20 years they would have been used a lot of times they've been toured to death and this batch of lights still work although they probably ended up bastardizing all of the bits that they had in the warehouse to make enough working units to go out and i've been told that a lot of these lights are going in the bin as soon as day two of this gig is over they are the last legs of this equipment which is a shame but as of all machines they only have a certain lifespan and 20 years for a unit that you that's used near enough all the time that's done well that's a lot of life that they've had most pieces of equipment that you buy do not last 20 years how many people's computers last 20 years how many people have a car that lasts for 20 years before it's deemed you know what we might as well just scrap it because it'll, it'll be cheaper to buy something new than to repair it so that's the kind of situation that a lot of this equipment's in but it's all top notch still it's all working and it's all bright enough there was a few issues uh, that the crew managed to hammer out and it's and it's worked the LED screen that they got at the back is the first generation LED screen and they had a few issues when it was put up so once the screen was up and the stage is up and the lights are up and whatnot then they realized what the problem of, with the screen was when they fired it up which something needed to be repatched and plugged not a big problem but getting up to it you don't have a ladder that tall because it's pretty high off the ground so we had to get the cherry picker in and getting the cherry picker through to the back of an LED screen in an empty arena is not possible it's not possible because the picker is going to be on the wrong side and the and the stage is in the way you just wouldn't get the reach over to it even if it went up and over there was no way to do it because everything's in its way so the picker driver had a cunning plan and when i say a cunning plan it's not a baldrick from blackadder's kind of cunning plan this was an audacious piece of driving in the recess behind the staging area in the motor point arena is the uh, old dock door which is designed for things to get ramped into the venue it's flat it rolls straight into the car park after a real tight bend but it's durable and he decided he was going to drive the picker around this sharp corner and through the dock door the small dock door the recess of the stage dock door which is not designed to do but it can hold the weight easy because it's the same floor as the arena it's just got a very low clearance and it was a real tight corner to squeeze around so with all hands on deck guiding the picker driver through he managed to get in to the back of the screen in the recess of the stage through the small and old dock door and he pulled it off by the skin of his teeth there's quite literally one or two foot in it and that seems a lot but what, not when you're driving a giant picker that's diesel powered and you're getting in a real tight space but he did it and he did it well I have to say big up to that guy he had balls and he had the skill to pull off that job to make this show happen to the full effect 
Now that is the kind of dedication that you get. It wasn't done dangerously, it was done with every member of staff, both in-house crew and local crew and touring crew. Everyone was safe. Hard hats, high vis, steel toes, people giving eyes everywhere and giving clear instructions to the picker driver and he pulled it off. He was confident enough to do it. You wouldn't be able to do that if you weren't confident. I have to say it just wouldn't work, it wouldn't happen. But work it did and now the LED screen is up and running fully. And this show, the equipment may be dated but it's going to look amazing. Looking at the stage right now whilst uh, they're doing a quick test on the lights and it's looking pretty sweet looking old school and conventional and to be honest if it was between LEDs and tungsten I will always pick tungsten because I prefer the uh, shades of colours that you get from tungsten to LED although the LED shades are starting to get so much better now as the technology is coming on and the LEDs are more adaptable with all of the lighting, sound and screen it's a three truck show they've done pretty well it's done pretty well three 40 foot trucks and not every truck would be full because you always have one truck for lights, one truck for sound and one truck for AV, one truck for stage. Most of it is, uh, most of the staging's in-house st staging. We'll be back after this. If you're a band member or an artist, dancer, singer, actor, street performer, and you're listening to this and you'd like to talk to us on our show about your uh, latest gig or your album release on uh, digital media or even uh, want to talk to us about a student show how about dropping us an email on musterxmedia1983 at gmail.com and we'll get you on our show and we're back with this gig with the Mad Street Preachers there is no support act today just a DJ to bring people in and once the show goes down, it goes down. It goes down non-stop. The house lights will go down and they will play for two hours non-stop for free for the NHS heroes and NHS workers that have kept everything going during the pandemic. The doors are now open up for the Stereophonics gig and the NHS staff has started to come in in their droves. There is no social distancing, but then again, it's an arena and, that, and it is not illegal to uh, be uh, packed in anymore. Although there are lots of mask wearers, there's very few people that are not wearing masks. The pre-show state looks uh, like a work of art. Old school moving lights with lovely gobo breakup reacting with smoke and just gives off a nice visual piece of art. Blues, purples and, uh, and ambers always works really well, especially when they're crisscrossing and coming up with a nice symmetrical pattern. Such a simple but beautiful effect. Love these old school effects. You just don't get these um, subtle differences and intricacies uh, with uh, the modern LED movers. They're just more uh, stark. But this is more, how can I put it? This is more somber and has more atmosphere in my personal opinion. The doors have only been open for uh, 20 minutes and we're looking like uh, we've got close to a thousand people in. So doing well, doing well. A few moments later. It's 20 to 8 p.m. 
and uh, the crowd are starting to really enjoy themselves as uh, the DJ's warming them up to the gig. It's not a full house by any means, it's starting to pack out and the LED screen has started up showing random images of South Wales done in a very abstract postcardy kind of way, which has a good effect I have to say. There's a nice atmosphere within the crowd and they do seem like they're full of energy and uh, enjoyment of what's going on around them at the moment. People are still streaming in here and there, so I've got a funny feeling that we're probably expecting at least another uh, thousand people before the show starts. From what I hear at the moment, there are no queues, so we might get a few more thousand. We might get another thousand or uh, a few more hundred. There could be a massive dropout. Who knows? With that LED screen going, it's just a shame that it outshines uh, some of the lights, so you lose the intricacies of the. Uh, break up Gobo's 3D-ness because the screen is completely bright compared to the uh, lights. That's just uh, a thing when you mix old technology with mo with modern technology. Even though the screen is an older screen, it's still far brighter than uh, the lights. And now the screen's just cut off and the lights seem to stand out again so much more. And yet again the screen started up with more images and the lights have just lost the punch that they had. You used to find this a lot back in the day when uh, you mixed uh, the modern LED technology with conventional moving lights. I say conventional, I'm going to say old school lights now because conventional lights now are LED. The majority of all uh, higher lights are LED now because they're just cheaper to run and it is now very hard to get hold of the tungsten lamps in the older units. As I said earlier on in the podcast, I do prefer the old tungstens to the LEDs. Maybe in a few years time when LED can uh, replicate the tungsten effect then I change my mind but until that point I still stick with the conventional lights or old school lights shall I say. A few moments later. Political messages have started to appear onto the uh, screen. Personally I think uh, politics should be left out of art but the point of the Manchurik Preachers is they are a highly politicised band and they're currently uh, sharing quotes by Nye Bevan. A few moments later. Performance will start in 10 minutes so obviously I can't do any of uh, this podcast whilst the performance is going on but we're looking pretty uh, good at the moment. There's next to no gaps left on the floor, but no one's tightly packed. Everyone's keeping to, own, to their own little groups. And there's a fair amount of dropout, but that's to be expected. This show's been postponed three times already. Having all the tickets out handed out, some people just won't be able to attend today because they're probably down the hospital uh, instead of uh, coming to see this because this show was originally uh, scheduled on other days. There's 2,500 people in the arena at the moment. There are plenty of gaps on the floor, but no one's bunched up. Everyone's keeping to their own little uh, little NHSE groups, and they're all looking forward to the show starting in nine minutes time. As I can't record during the performance, what I'm gonna say now is, the arena is just full of anticipation and buzzing with uh, the excitement of what's going to come on stage for them for uh, the hard work and support of, of the emergency health service. 
Warning, this podcast contains strong, offensive and misogynistic language that some listeners may find offensive. The name's Vert, Percival Reginald Vert, and I run the P-Vert Detective Agency. The year is 2055 and the police have been defunded, so if you need a police investigation, the cops will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. New episodes every Wednesday. The links are in the description. And we're back. So, the Manic Street Preachers had an amazing show. The performance was brilliant, it was high octane, and it was loud and it was proud. And when I say it was loud, it was just underneath the legal threshold, which was good. <laughs> Lots of noise. But it did sound a lot louder than it should have been because the hole was not completely full. And if you don't understand why that is, that's because where the floor was not full of people, there wasn't enough bodies to absorb all that sound. So it was louder than what it should have been. At the end of the day, noise is subjective. And what is loud to me is not loud to someone else, and vice versa. Although I can tell you now that the loudest that was recorded in the Manic Street Preachers show was 125 decibels on the C reading. And if you then put it onto the A reading, it was 110 dB. So that's just within legal tolerances, just within it. Sounds like the noise boy just knew exactly what he was doing. And when things are loud, they tend to distort, but there was absolute clarity within the sound. It was done really well. It was done really well, and there was, it was so crisp and clear. The sound engineer for this show was amazing. Best that money can get, I would say. You couldn't find a better sound engineer to make it that loud and crystal clear. It was amazing, it was a work of art. The crowd loved the show. They were all singing along to it, swaying along, and at one point all the phones come out with their flashes on, all just going in time and the music as they're swinging it around. Gone are the lighters, because it used to be lighters back in the audience back in the day, now it's phones. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a like, subscribe and share. Thank you very much and bye for now.